Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Week with Cheek podcast. Before we start the podcast, I'd like to acknowledge that we are recording today on stolen land of the Yagra and Turrbal people here in Mianjin. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek. Welcome. Today, we are going to be talking about Rupert Murdoch. Yes. And his lovely, upstanding citizen of a son. A favourite of ours. Lachlan. Mm. Um, so in case you missed it, um, currently Lachlan Murdoch as co-chair of News Corp, um, and he's like a whole other bunch of fucking things. <laughs> um, and also he founded an investing firm. Did you know this? An Australian no. investing firm. No, Isn't that a red flag? I mean, that is a red flag. Anyway, so he is suing Crikey, which is an independent media platform that is, um, mostly focused on politics in Australia. So just to keep to get everyone up to date, basically what happened is a few months ago, Crikey published this article and it was titled, oh, this was on June 29th. It was titled, Trump is a confirmed unhinged traitor and Murdoch is his unindicted co-conspirator. Sorry, didn't mean to laugh for legal reasons. <laughs> um, allegedly. Allegedly. All of this is alleged. Just, Accused. Yeah. Alleged. <laughs> um, so they published that on June 29. And this is when we started to hear more about Trump being potentially, is it indicted? Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. Trump being indicted for insurrection of, insurrecting violence. Yeah. January 6th, insurrection. Yes, yes. The Capitol Hill riots. So essentially they wrote this article, their lead um, journalist, Bernard Keane, wrote it and uh, it didn't actually mention Lachlan at all, I believe. Really? I believe so. But Lachlan threatened then. Yes. Yeah. So they published the article. Um, Lachlan Murdoch threatened to sue. They took down the article. Did they? Yes. See, I'm not up with this. I'm glad you're here to explain it to me. I am. Woman-splain. Woman-splaining. Um, lawyers, back and forth. Yep. Blah, blah, doing lawyery things. Blah, blah. blah, silly, blah. silly little lawyery silly things. Silly little lawyers. Um, and then Cracky said, well, to us then. Cracky were like, we are inviting. I remember reading the post. It was like, we're inviting you. Come on, bring it on. I was bring like, it oh, on. it's spicy. Um, and now he has sued them. Uh, as you're listening to this, it was last week mm. um, that he sued them or the week before. Um, they have started a GoFundMe. Their goal is $3 million. Fuck me up. Yeah. In the first couple of days, they already had a quarter of a million. Good for them. So the fact that that's $3 million, I'm like, they, they're preparing for a loss. And they're preparing to pay damages in my eyes. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Not necessarily. Do you think? Well, I, I don't think you'd advertise that because I think that points to guilt of some kind or... Um, admittance, confession, something. I think it's more that this could be a lengthy case. Yes. Defamation cases, you know, and legal proceedings generally can be very expensive and this will be a very public um, case and it will be a very public matter for probably an ongoing period of time and it can cost a lot of money. So, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I look, yes and no. I just don't think we can point to that as... Mm, yeah. Yes. 
Um, and I'd just like to give a little shout out to this article, which went around socials so much. So you probably saw it by the shot. It's, set, it's oh, fuck entitled fuck Lachlan Murdoch, which is not defamatory by the way. It is an emotive, it's an expression of emotion. Holy shit. Kristen Perisonato, legal expert sitting on the panel here with us today <laughs> knows that saying fuck someone <laughs> is not defamation. Where did you read that? <laughs> the internet. <laughs> We're in safe hands, people. Yes. Well, I think also like you can um, like you can call people like a dickhead or like the C word, which we don't use on the pod. Um, if you, I'm pretty sure you can also do that, but that's like a bit to me risky. So I usually wouldn't. Yes. But you I, are allowed to call them names. I think that the um, public interest defence is quite is relatively new to defamation laws in Australia, mm-hmm. and I think that's what Crikey's resting on. So there's a few. Ex- so when you're being accused of defamation, there are a few arguments that against it so you can say it's truth if you can prove that it, it's occurred that's it's kind of like i'm not sure if people are keeping up with the ben robert smith trial that was fucking embarrassing mm-hmm. but truth opinion um parody or satire public interest is a new one um it'll be interesting to see if they can manage to use that as their their defense basically yes um and the big the thing that i think um is the most like probably not the most the worst thing to me because like this whole thing is just fucked up and probably the worst thing to me is the fact that this huge conglomerate of billionaires like has taken on a small media company like quite he's not tiny they've been around for 20 years but it is a small independent media company and the murdochs have a bottomless pit of cash but that's the thing yeah it's i think and and sorry that's probably actually to your point but the thing about this is it's funny because what Murdoch's the Murdoch's are about to give them is a ton of exposure globally. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why Crikey wants to engage in this to a point as well. But it's also to exert that the Murdoch can't just do what they want. Exactly. I think that what is happening is that we're all so afraid of speaking out and offering opinion or objection to political topics and political people and political political people peter dutton the peter duttons of the world who sue and sue and sue yeah in order to make sure that small platforms and individuals are terrified of speaking out against them yeah and i think the other thing and like obviously we're not the first people to say this like malcolm turnbull i think said it publicly um no he did i don't think i know he said like there are there's no one in australia has defamed more than the murdochs Mm. which is true like they do so much fucked up shit like if you um are interested in like a multi-series podcast i think we talked about it like back at the start of our podcast Mm. it's called even the rich and they have one on the murdochs yes very enlightening um or watch succession which is loosely based for legal reasons (laughs) on the murdochs but there is so much information out there and they've done some really fucked stuff absolutely and i think it's funny because i think i don't know if it was clementine ford that recently pointed to it but you know uh, Andrew Bolt or someone pu- published an article about Grace Tame and it was about her. I mean, there's, there's been a few, but one of them that was very prominent at the start of the year was in regards to her not shaking Scott Morrison's hand. No, not smiling. She shook his hand. She didn't smile. I got that wrong last time, I remember. Um, and then s- things that she's come out and said. And one of the things that is always the, I think, the best response to those sorts of articles in Murdoch publications is you will defend freedom of speech. Mm for conservatives and hard right wing people until it gets to someone from the radical left or from the left. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say anyone 
I just say anyone in the left space. Yeah. As soon as it gets to them speaking out or disagreeing with you, then suddenly they're being disrespectful. They're mm-hmm. undermining the office of prime minister. They're X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Freedom of speech to you only extends to ideas that you agree with. Yes. And you can't, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. You can't just apply that to people with your shared views. Yes. And also when, whenever they claim freedom of speech, it's actually not about like doing things like crit- criticizing the government, which um, even though obviously I distance myself very far from the conservative press in this country, um, I don't think that they shouldn't criticize the government. Yeah. But they only call like freedom of speech when they're being downright offensive. And they're like, well, I'm allowed to do that because I want to. Yes. That's their whole their whole freedom of speech argument rests on their ability to be offensive if they want and to. And doesn't really like I, freedom of speech is implied in this country, but it's not constitutionally protected, and that's something I always find hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um and freedom of political communication is protected, but I think that when we consider the fact that no one seems to talk about hate speech or the incitement of violence or, you know, how these things actually interrelate with Mm -hmm. freedom of speech, you cannot use a freedom of speech argument against, you know, encouraging violence. Like that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't equate, that doesn't compute. And if someone from the left did that, what would you say? Exactly. What would you say? And and often, and, and I think it's important because often I see people in our comments as well, who will say something like, They'll, they'll read an article we post or something. And in the comments, I'll say, like, this makes me want to gouge his eyes out or blah, blah, blah. And I know that on the podcast, <laughs> I'm also like, send Kyle, Sand- bring back the death penalty for Kyle Sanderlands. I get that. And obviously that's a joke, but it's not a funny one. And the thing is, is that if someone on the other side said that, what would I say, right? And I yeah. think that's always what we have to be reviewing. Yeah. When I'm speaking, even if it's as, even if it's as a joke, you have to think, the people that I disagree with, if they said what I was saying, how would that make me feel? And what would my argument be? Yeah. And I think we have to constantly be in that sort of a dialogue with ourselves. I know the other side not, might not necessarily be, but I would prefer to take the high road and consider those things as well. Exactly. I don't love when you know our commenters are inciting violence in the opposite because I can't, I, I cannot engage in a, in a discussion like that because I don't think that's appropriate for anyone to do, no, no matter what side you're on. Yeah, especially on a public platform. Like no. I actually do think, even though some people might not agree, but I do think it's different what you say like in private to a friend versus what you put on a public platform. Absolutely. And I also think this kind of comes back to, this is an even broader argument. I'm probably drawing the bow too far, but I think that a lot of the issue in this country is, and I don't think we're immune to it either, um, is that, you know, we get a progressive government and then you don't apply the same judgment to this new government. Mm. So people will not speak out on things Labor are doing to the extent that they spoke out on what the Liberals are doing. And we haven't been as attentive as we were under the Morrison government, whereas I think Morrison was a fuck ton worse. Yeah. But I think that we often look and judge people as opposed to policy. And we need to be really hyper aware of what we're doing and, and how we're holding people to different standards, depending on our assumptions of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to be able to call out an independent or a greens or a labor person just as easily for the same conduct as if a liberal did it Yeah, or one nation fucking what's the other one? UAP. Did yeah. someone get in one, one. Senator? Yeah. He's a fuck with. I By saw accident, his speech. Yeah. I think he complained about it. Remember, what? he complained about winning the election Why? and he was like, I took a pay cut from this because I had to stop doing my real estate. Oh, Jesus Christ. He, would <laughs> he be was like, agent. I'm not getting paid enough to be bullied in this house. He literally, his opening speech was like, you know, gender is under assault in this country. It's like, I don't, I don't feel that. What? How? Gender is under assault. Oh, there was, there was a, a long list of things that were under assault in this country. Um, anyway, how can you assault gender? It's a concept. 
Anyway. Fuck I think me. the point is, is that when we are like, and I know that's a bit of a stretch from the Murdoch stuff, but I think it's interesting the way that we are willing to credit or discredit someone based on who they are, as opposed to the actual policy and their values and how they're implemented. Agree. Um, and on a different note, because mm. I didn't get to what made me so angry. Oh, sorry. I just realized, no, it's not your fault. Um, I think the worst part about this whole thing is that like, Obviously, Crikey wrote is, wrote about something that happened in the US. Mm. Lockwood Murdoch is vaguely Australian. He was not born here. Vaguely Australian. That's yes. how I like to refer to myself from now on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, Australians as a whole have like fully disowned the Murdochs. They're was, like, we don't know them. He and his wife Sarah were, like are uh, very much socialites in Australia when they come here for periods yes. of time. But yes, but he's described as like an American Australian British media mogul. So weird. He was born in the UK. Okay. Wimbledon. Yikes. And <laughs> allegedly, yikes. Um, and then he like <laughs> has mostly lived in the US. Yeah. But he, I don't know, he has some kind of Australian. I don't know if he has a passport. Right. Anyway, whatever. We- <laughs> His dad is Australian. Um, so His little dad, Rupee. little dad, <laughs> allegedly. Is that different? I'm so Stop scared Stop saying right allegedly. Why do, they are going to be on the fucking prowl, don't you think? For us. I'll bring we it. don't want to I risk it. I don't think they're listening, Queen. But if they are, let's bring it. You Cracky, can sued. we crowd fund together? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think it's in the public interest for us to also be sued by them at the same time. Like, let's wait for the cracky one to go away. That'll be like years. Yeah, and then it's our turn. Cool. Join our Patreon. We might need money later soon. Anyway, <laughs> um, four dollars a month. By the way, links in the description. So. They were writing about an event overseas mm. in the US, January 6th riots, yep. but they chose to sue an Australian outlet. <gasps> many, many, many US media outlets wrote articles about the same kind of thing. Are which they was angry about Scotty? <laughs> no, it's the defamation laws. Because they can. Yes. I thought they were just like, we're fucking going to get any crack stuff. <laughs> no, because um, the UK, the US, it's really hard to for a public person to sue for defamation. Interesting. And our laws here are much tighter. So for me, it's just a power play because they're like, where can we win? They know they can like eat more easily fight their case in Australia than Allegedly. in the US. Allegedly. 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 All... Reportedly. The ABC report. Maybe. <laughs> so it's just, it's not about, like, the other thing is, like, when have they, I have to be careful about this, because our close friends know that I wrote an article on this that I was like, hmm, that's getting a bit close to defamation myself. Basically, Queen, the article. Can you please not admit that? On <laughs> I said close, allegedly. Sliced it. Maybe I'll cut that from the pod. Nah, leave it. Basically, their whole article was saying, just reporting back what their article was saying. <laughs> Not my opinion that Murdoch has had some part to play in Trump's alleged insurrection. Like he has some, he has, you know, things to answer for right. essentially mm. because Trump, pla- uh, Murdoch platformed Trump through the whole election campaign and his presidency. Trump was always on Fox news and he was always given a platform by Murdoch's outlets. Yep. Um, Murdoch has not shied away from political, like open political affiliation. Same in this country. Um, They don't shy away from being openly conservative. They own Sky News for fuck's sake. And I think that it's just like very telling that 
there are like, and this is not specific to media, but powerful people are so happy to affiliate with other powerful people until one party is in trouble. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he was never my friend. I don't know him actually. Tro- who? Donald who? So, the Donster. The Donster. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the Trumpster? No. Nah. The Donster. Donster. Because that's more demeaning for some reason. So true, Queen. So I just think that's so interesting. And I think that we see that all the time. Yeah. In like, even like with celebrities. Like there's some shit going down with some... No, I'm not even going to get into it because I don't know the facts. But, like, (laughs) that happens to celebrities all the time. It's like you see this, like, powerful duo until one of them, like, turns out to be in fucking QAnon and then the other one's like, whoa! I don't know him. That wasn't me. I wasn't in QAnon, in case anyone was wondering. So I just think that's quite interesting. Well, I mean, if something came out about you you being in QAnon, what would you expect me to do? But you were... But (laughs) if it genuinely surprised you... Yeah. Like, no one's surprised that Trump... What Trump did. But I would be like, whoa, what's her name? (laughs) (laughs) You would actually be like, never heard of her. (laughs) I mean, that's actually a great example. Imagine if tomorrow I was like, you know, those QAnons, they actually got some real good ideas. And then you went on, you changed the password on Cheek and and you were like, something's you just, happened you know you just acted like i was never even there you took yourself out of the insta bio <laughs> so it's been <laughs> yeah i don't i don't want to be a public person anymore <laughs> that's fair enough don't follow me please follow me please <laughs> don't follow me my name not being tagged is a not is an invitation to not follow me that i mean if anyone takes it as an invitation they've clearly they need to have learned basic consent well so <laughs> I don't believe that QAnon has any good ideas. Just Great. So, you know. so I can associate with you in the future. Yes, Very freely. Special. Yep. But like, imagine that if one of us like went off the rails into the like far, far right. It's really scary. It actually is really scary because it happens to people. They get sucked into this vortex of shit. But there's no way people around them don't know. Like the, the one thing that conspirators and right wing like nut jobs do is talk about their fucking theories. Like, no one ever has secret, like, flat Um, earth ideas. Sometimes we share our theories with each other and they're unhinged. They're not like that, but they're, like, unhinged in a different way. Like, (laughs) you know, do you think that seagulls have an inner monologue? (laughs) But that's not offensive. (laughs) It's fucking weird. (laughs) But imagine if one of us did come out with some crazy, like, right-wing theory. Sometimes we have fights, but we're still on the left. Yeah, it's like within very specific niches of the left. Yeah. But it does, it does, I mean, I think some of the things I come out with, you must be like, who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I see it in your eyes when we're fighting. I'm like, shit, shit, I'm, I'm losing her. <laughs> it's because sometimes when I get caught off guard by debates, all my, my only response is how can you think that i know and i know it's like not it's really like hard because i like i'm like does not compute how can you think that's all i can think i'm like how can she think that and it takes me i have to like go away and think through like how the person has gotten there it's interesting because like, maybe i, I should design my delivery with that in mind it's quite interesting you can if you like because now it makes sense because sometimes it's like you, i can see the question marks in your in your eyes mm-hmm. and i'm thinking how do i how do I express to you? Like, and that makes sense now that I can explain like my train of thought to get there. Yeah. It might be more helpful than just reiterating the same statement. Yeah. And it's not, I, it's not just you. I do it to everyone. I know. Who, I see you. Yeah. It's really funny to watch as the third party. When it's me, I'm like, I'm like, my heart is like, when I'm watching it happen with someone else, I'm like, ah, 
I see. (laughs) I see. At least I'm consistent. Because I just don't understand how people get to places sometimes. See, I think I jump exactly to, like, whenever someone delivers me with something that I disagree with, I jump, I try to jump in the first instance to their position. Mm -hmm. And then I go and work back and I'm like, how do I drag them to my spot? I don't actually like get, I don't freak out about how they got there. I think like, how do I, how do I get them to meet me somewhere? I don't think about that. I don't ever think that. I'm straight away on like the strat, the strategy. I'm strategizing. I'm on the hustle. I'm on the grind. I'm strategizing. I don't know why I don't. It's just because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I can't even think how they got there. Yeah. So I don't know how, I was like, how would I strategize if I don't know what the fuck they're thinking? Well, okay, can I, I'm not sure if, is this, I think this is a fun tangent. Yeah. So oh, I was having a call with my dad on the weekend and I was, we're talking. Hating it. Hating it. Dad, if you're listening, hating it. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Don't ever ring me again. Anyway, I was walking around the beach by myself. I was having like a little lonesome day. Mm-hmm. Loving it. Walking around getting my fish and chips. Mm-hmm. And um, on the phone to dad and he says, because my parents now, like, I don't think we used to talk about politics that much, but now they're always like, if they've heard something, they'll bring it up to me to see my opinion. And my dad said to me, what do you think about like Malcolm Turnbull and um, Kevin Rudd, like always having to speak out, like as the former PMs, like, don't you find it annoying that they are so persistent? Like, mm-hmm. and he was mentioning, and it's interesting because my dad is a liberal voter. He voted Labour last election, but he is a liberal voter. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I find it, I find it annoying or like, I think Malcolm Turnbull should just go away. It was sort of the vibe. And I said to him, if you had been prime minister and you had really, really strong leadership and ideals about your party and you believed in those values and then you were bopped off by someone who came in and fucking destroyed it from the ground up, would you be like, oh, well, yeah, (laughs) it's probably like one of the most important jobs in the country, I I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And if you feel so passionately about, I actually understand Malcolm going out and talking against Scott more than Kevin. Mm-hmm. I get that there is probably a personal Cause Kevin issue. Because Kevin would be like, well, of course you would. Exactly. But or, not even so, but I think that Malcolm Turnbull had actually very progressive ideas for the Liberal Party. Mm. And I think that he would feel so passionately about issues like climate and Scott's inability to act on anything that you would feel that you would be compelled and must speak out against it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wouldn't, like, when you think about jobs you used to do, like, or role you've played or important things in your life that you really feel like you built you feel so passionate that you feel compelled to speak Mm -hmm. and he was like oh so it's like immediately i wasn't like how could you even think that i was just like how can i get you to get to where i am with this point quickly you know what i mean like it's not like because i can't i I think and it depends because obviously there's a lot more complex ideas a Mm -hmm. lot of the time that we're like how did you even think that yeah but for me it was like oh it makes sense why you think that you just think go away your old news Mm -hmm. and i'm like they're not. Yeah. Well, see, my response to that is they were, they're former prime ministers. Yeah. That's probably what I would say if someone said that to me. Yeah. But I think that like you, I think sometimes people need it personalized. Like, well, aren't you passionate about things in your life? And would you speak up against them? Yes. But, and I'm, I don't like, obviously this is just what I would do. It's like, I would never like, no one's job is like the prime minister. Sorry. I know, but people think they're that important. I wouldn't even entertain that in a conversation. See, that's interesting. <laughs> that's the difference but, 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 that's, but that is a difference between us because I'm like nuance. Who is this person and how do I transport them to my mind right yeah. now? That way, this way, this way, right? So I'm like, dad, don't you care about that stuff in your life? Okay, now here we go. Yeah. Whereas like with you, you're like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. That's the difference. It I'm is. like, strat, strat, strat. It's because um, I don't, I don't get people who, and I think all we're all like selfish because mm. like, we are who we are us. Yeah. 
Um, but I just like get really bothered when you have to like contextualize something for someone in their own life. I'm like, can you not for a second, like imagine yourself as not the center of the universe? No, everyone thinks they are. They are the, and that is but, awful. But you are the center of your own universe. I know, but I can remove yes, myself same. for a moment to understand a concept. Yeah, but most people can't. Like you really think, like, well, you're gonna, you, you need me to compare you to the prime minister so that we you get this point. We cannot fix that, but we can use it to our advantage. This is the difference. This is what we're expressing right now is the fundamental difference between us. Yes. I like people and I believe that people can be you can plant the seed, you can change their minds, you can have constructive conversations and you can contextualize. Mm -hmm. I think we're good at contextualizing. These conversations we keep having are contextualizing it for people. Yeah. I get that you're just like frustrated, like, well, why can't you fucking live outside of your own head for a single fucking second? Yeah. But my view is like, well, that's not helpful. That point is not helpful. The helpful point is let's just make this happen really fast and try and get the change quick. Well, because for me, I think that maybe that way might change, like change someone's mind about that one thing. But for me, I'm like, if my thing is always like, it's not about you. Like maybe think about something else. Cause I think it's a more broad way yeah. to get people thinking about but, every issue. But people who are already thinking about the issue, but don't understand it are trying. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think people are trying. I think they're trying. I mean, just to be having a conversation about it is trying to me. I don't think it's trying. I think it's just wanting to give your opinion. Potentially. Because I don't believe that. But if they're asking would... a question, that is a question. I never think it's a, I never, and obviously I wasn't there with, I'm not, this is not about so, yeah, dad. Sorry, dad. Um, Actually, not really. I just think that when people say like things like that to me, they're just wanting to like say their thing. I, and I think that's probably what we like, receive a lot of on Cheek as well. Okay, cool. Because a lot of the messages we receive aren't really um, – they're, they're either can you do the work for me and mm. tell me everything. Like there'll be like questions like what is politics and you're like – Who would, should I, I vote for? I would try Google first. <laughs> um, it's not my job. But often it's unloading and venting and people just want and, – and we do give people a space to do that. Like I'm not yeah. going to sit here and say like, oh, the, the inbox is closed. I'm never putting a question to the crowd. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time it is this space where people will send us like essays of just awful shit that's happened to them. And I can't fix that. And mm -hmm. me responding to you will not solve it for you. Yeah. So I don't know what I can provide, right? Mm -hmm. And I get it because it is just their opinion and wanting to be validated. And often I'm not really willing to do that because mm -hmm. I, I – it's not my job, right? I just find that, like, I cannot think of one single time when someone who was on the other side of politics to me wanted to genuinely engage me in a discussion about politics. Like, have a genuine... Like, I've... That is... I swear that has never fucking happened to I me. I actually agree with you. And I think that that's because often... And I, I think that's because of the... We're young, radical left women. Mm -hmm. And I think that when anyone engages us in a conversation from the other side of politics... It's because they're not taking us seriously yep. and they want to rile us up and get a reaction. It's not, and I think that actually, I actually think the, the part of the problem with that is that maybe those people don't know enough. And so all they're doing is setting a, a fire, yeah. right? Yep. Instead of actually being able to engage in a constructive discussion. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it either, but I think that it's funny that people on the other side will foremost start the conversation from this like inflammatory perspective in order to like get a reaction or see us pop off or whatever for an audience, whether yeah. it be your family at lunch or someone in the street or whatever, which or I kind of refuse to do now yep. in a comment. Mm -hmm. And it's inflammatory and it's really obvious yeah. rather than actually asking a genuine question. Exactly. Because I even like I used to think like, oh, they just want to like um – 
maybe like be like, oh, what have you got to say about this? But I don't, I don't think it's even ever about the actual issues. No, it's just about like getting a rise out of like me personally as a person, not interested in my politics at all, no. but just wanting to get a rise out of me specifically because they think it's fun and they get a thrill out of it. And it's like some fucking disgusting power trip. Absolutely. And like at this point I'm like, well, why ever would I even try to get someone to come to my side of the table? And I know that they're approaching this for no reason other for their than their own, own pleasure. Their own gain. Yeah. So absolutely. like, I don't like, I'm happy to, and I'm not saying that I agree with all my friends. Like Hannah and I said, we disagree about, like nuances of politics all the time. Yeah. And I do that with other people in my life, but it's like, we're on the same side and like that, those are the people and I'm not only talking to them because they're on my side, but those are the people who genuinely want to engage in a political discussion with me. Yeah. So don't talk to me. Okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> Glad we got that out. <laughs> um, and I guess just like bringing it back to media, which is obviously where we started mm. is like, everything that we just talked about is why we like started cheek, like why we need media diversity because the Murdoch's own like 90% of, I think 90, around 90% of the media outlets in Queensland. Mm. I think it's a little bit less Australia wide and their fucking voices are everywhere. Like they just published George Pell in the fucking Australian. What the absolute fuck is that? Like, that is seriously crossing a line that I actually didn't even think that they would cross. Like, you know, I get, um, well, I don't get it, but like Andrew Bolton, that other. Alan Jones. Alan Jones, um, who got fired from Sky News. Well, left, he no, quit of his own no, accord, no, allegedly. He, he didn't get his contract renewed. They offered him something he didn't want. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, like, I just, those types of people, I'm like, well, of course you would fucking do that. Those are commentators. But like. George Pell is a fucking priest and an accused pedophile who actually served time in jail. And he's got a fucking opinion piece in the Austra- the print Australian. Wait, sorry. What did you say? When? Just what did you, how did you introduce George Pell just then? Priest and accused pedophile yeah, cool. who served jail time. Yeah. Perfect. And that's not alleged. That is the truth. Yeah. Um, like I just, how can we possibly... I just think like it's a bit rich of the Murdochs to sue Crikey for a opinion piece that was like uh, trying to point out a like trying to point out what the power of media can do in a country to then publish an accused pedophile who went to jail. Yeah, like that's absurd. Yes. Come on. <laughs> that is pretty, I would, I would say absurd is the right word there. Absur- absurd is like the gentlest word I yeah. can use for it because it's disgusting and outrageous. If you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You could also find us on Instagram at Cheek Media Co or online at cheekmedia.com.au. Yes, that's the one. That's the one.